Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome into the latest edition of the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. I'm Adam Sager. He is Sean Salisbury. Again, you can find the show on Believe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, I was looking. There's like literally like 15 different podcast platforms you can find this show and the other Believe shows on. I don't even I've not even heard of them. So it's just crazy how many Good. podcast platforms. Yeah, yes. Go to all of them. Go to That's all right. of them and That's subscribe and listen and listen. All right, right. So we had a big injury in the NFL uh, in the last day, and that is Tyron Smith of the Cowboys. He's had trouble staying healthy. <clears throat> you know, I was looking at his numbers. He was always 16, 16, 16, 16, about his first four or five years in the, in the NFL. Then it was 13, 13, 13, and then it was two. And then I think it went back to 13 or so last year or 11, whatever it was. And now he's going to be out till at least, at least December tore the hamstring off the bone by the knee, which sounds very, very painful. It just, you know, I've never done it obviously, but it sounds very painful. This Cowboys team, they expect to compete not only for the division for a Super Bowl, and losing your franchise left tackle. One of the, probably the top three left tackles in football when he's healthy. It's a blow, and they have some options still out there. But just what is – if you're the quarterback, if you're Dak Prescott, what's your mindset that you know before week one or week three of the preseason, you just lost your your blindside protector, the guy that you know when he's there, you, you're you covered for 99% of the time. What's your thought press on that, process on that as the quarterback? Yeah, Sags, and I can tell you that as you go on in your career, it's rare to get start playing more games than less. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Once you hit the less to say, well, I'm gonna I'll go back to playing 17 a year. And you know, as a Trojan, you know my affinity for Teron Smith and how 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 good a player he is. And he has been a when he's at his best, he is a dominant oh, yeah. player. Now Dak's gonna tell you we miss him, and but we'll uh, here's my gut, we'll rally. Uh, somebody will step up next man. You're, you're going to hear all that, but make no mistake about it. Hell, they're going to say the same things in Tampa. You think Brady's sitting home right. now that he's back saying, oh, this shit's going to be easy? No. I, I Once again, we go back to like, you can't keep or you can't lose consistently players like that. Unless, of course, you got some stud sitting around like Alabama when they got a freshman it's as good as a junior just waiting because there's no space or right. a pitching staff. that has got a minor league stud. Remember when Copic before he got there, Segs in Chicago, just to yep. talk about your guys before he got hurt, but we got a 103 mile an hour fastball guy waiting to come up here. And when you're going through staffs, you just waiting where there's room. Hunter Brown and the Houston Astros is going right. through that. Now there's no space for him. So with this, you're not replacing Teron Smith and Segs that they tell me it's a hamstring off the bone that he'll hopefully be back for December. You know what you're hoping on? Can he give me two or three games in January if we can get there? Yes, that, that, yes. That's what you're hoping on. Because then, then the process of game football action. So Dak's going to tell you in, a, in the Cowboys all the right things, but there is no doubt they're going to they're going to go around and say, "Does Ali Marpet? You want to come out of just like I'm sure Tampa? You want to come out of retirement? How do we get him? This is a blow to a team that can't seem to get out of their own way. Now this is unfortunate because it, it, it un, you know can't control this, but it is a devastating loss for the Cowboys because he is technique and he's consistent and he's good. And when he's healthy, he's dominant. And it doesn't just affect Dak Prescott's sakes. It affects the run game. 
and it also affects do you keep them back in or now what if the guy's not as good as a tight end got to stay in and help chip in passing situations so you limit that and then you just limit your depth what happens if there's another guy who misses for five weeks a center or a guard or a tackle that's out it's it's a devastating blow they're going to say the right things but make no mistake about it this is for both tampa and their situation and the dallas cowboys they're taking a step back at that position this year yeah and remember as we sit as we sit today right and, and remember that you know, Lyle Collins moved on. He's now in Cincinnati. Right. You know, this was an offensive line that was considered the best by pretty much everybody year in, year out over the last, you know, five, six years. But a lot of those guys are gone. The only guy that's still yep. there is uh, Zach Martin. With, Zach along, Martin. Yep. Yeah, along with Teron Smith. And, you know, I've so I'm going to throw two options at you. <clears throat> you mentioned reaching out to Marpet and seeing if he would be willing to come out of retirement. Uh, my feeling there is if he's not doing it for the bucks, I don't think he's doing it for the yeah, Cowboys. Right. Unless they overpay. Right. Stegg exactly. Yeah. Say, hey. Right. But I, and, and don't say, I don't know what the rules are, but if Marpet was still under contract when he retired, don't the Buccaneers, if he were to come back in a certain amount of time, don't they have to agree to let? So I, I'm I would, assuming yeah. there's, there's a process. So that, that, that seems to be, he's, he's done. So what are your options you're talking about if that's not the case? So the two options are you have the rookie, Tyler Smith, who you drafted in the first round. He's been right. working out at left guard next to Tyron Smith, which I think is always a good thing when you can put your first round rookie next to the guy that you hope he replaces one day. So I wouldn't mess with Tyler Smith moving him to left tackle. The options that I've seen are move Zach Martin, who's played tackle before there in Dallas when Tyron Smith got hurt, move him back out and they have some more depth at guard. So maybe you can slide. Uh, I think it's Connor McGovern into the right, right guard spot or the other option I've seen floated around is the fact that Eric Fisher still sits out there. The left tackle from the Indianapolis Colts, who's a free agent. He has reportedly turned down offers from nine teams because he's looking for the right fit. He's at the end of his career. He doesn't want to, you know, play for a bad team and put his body through that for nothing. He want, he's trying to find that right fit. Do the Cowboys make sense in that sense? Because he's a guy that's played left tackle basically his entire career. He's a former number one pick, played in multiple systems. Could he be a guy you bring in and you have him until Tyron Smith is ready or he's here for the whole year because Tyron Smith is not ready to play? Those and are the two options. What the Right, and with the Chiefs when Mahomes mm-hmm. were there at their best, right, Segs and what he finished it was, was it uh, Indianapolis at one point yeah. two after that yep. Super Bowl. That, that's where he, was, he just was, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, was it Indy Fisher? Yeah, exactly. And so here's how I feel, and I'll, I'll give you. I don't know what's going to happen. Put it this way: if you're the Cowboys, even or Tampa, and if Eric Fisher wants to be on a good team, well, hell, those are two really good ones. Maybe two of the top three or four in the NFC, right? So you'd think. That, and you may have to overpay, so what? Brady's probably on his last year because we know what's waiting on him, and this is a monster year for Prescott and the Cowboys. But Segs, to, 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 instead of me knowing where he's going to go, hell yeah, it's an option. If nine teams have inquired, make it 10 or 11, right? You better make a phone call um, to him. But here's what happens. I'm thinking from a quarterback standpoint, if you take your left guard and – Keep him there, like you said, if that's his, if they want that to be, let's say they want that to be his natural position. Let's say that's what they mm-hmm. decide in Dallas. And and Martin can move out. 
You know, Sakes, he's got more Pro Bowls than holding penalties in his career. Oh, he's Think about that. He's like seven Pro Bowls in eight seasons, and he's got like six holding penalties in eight seasons. It's stupid. Yeah. So we know what he can do. So let's say you move him out there. Two things you got to do is will the center, because you know how that is now. People are in the gun and under center. Can the backup center give you more than the backup left tackle if you got to play somebody on your team or if you got to go get somebody? That's one. And remember what quarterbacks like, Sags. And I know Brady. I know guys that don't move very love if it's Brady, but even with Dak Prescott, if you're a north and south climber, now east and west guy, escape guy, that people don't like players at their legs, right? So the question is, do you want to – it used to be secure the left tackle and it's good, but now these teams are smart. They move their best player away from their uh, a tackle. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. game plan for that. So the right tackle is, damn, is just as important whether you're a right-hander or a left-hander anyway. So I, I always want to sew it up inside out, yet – if you don't sew it up on the outside, we saw what happened to Kansas City with two injuries in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay ran all over them, right? Mm-hmm. They were all over them yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. So you take that one and say, okay, am I going to sacrifice the interior at Dak's legs? Or if I move, if I go get Fisher and be able to keep him there, keep the left guard there, I sew it up. And then I got a guy experienced at the left tackle position who I think would be better. And now I keep two great football players on the field, or at least a good one in Fisher and a great one in Martin, and I'm a little more solidified. If it was me, I'd go pay and get a guy who's been in the league at that position, keep the first-round pick at the guard, and not mess with the other side of the line, and let's go and keep Zach there. But if you feel like you're backup center or you can take a guy and move him to center and Martin preserves what you need, then go for it. I'm a little more comfortable keeping my pro bowler there and going and getting a guy who is a high draft pick and has played in some high – leverage moments as a tackle <clears throat> right. if he still wants to come play i'd go there first yeah the the good thing for the cowboys is it does seem like they have some options and it, it right you know they still have a full preseason game they have weeks before the season opener so if they do decide to bring in fisher there's plenty of time to get him up to speed he, like you said he's a veteran that's been in multiple systems he can pick this stuff up quick and he right. will be fine in that system and you know for a team that you, they have themselves a coach on the hot seat, in my opinion. And this is something I wanted to talk about next week, but we can talk about uh, the Cowboys real quick. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Why am I blanking? McCarthy. He's on the hot seat yeah. going into this season for Big sure. Time. Especially with Jerry as an owner. One of the hottest in the league. Exactly. One of the hottest in the league. Because Sean Payton looms out there, Sags. He has a yes. place in South Lake Carroll, Texas. And, and he looms as he's every year we talk. And also, so do both of the assistant coaches that are still there that people talk yep. about having them on staff that they'd take over. It's a monster year for. Yeah. I didn't mean so, to interrupt um, you, but for Mike. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You hit it perfectly. So this is a big year for the Cowboys. It's a big year for Dak, even though he got it. You know, he's been trying to take that next step every year. And it just, you know, injuries or. And remember, they also lost Amari Cooper on that offense. That's a big Dog blow. That's right. your number one wide receiver. Now you expect C.D. Lamb to take that next step and become that monster that we all know he can be. And Michael Gallup coming off an injury, it's going to be interesting to see how that offense works. Absolutely. Speaking of C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, something I was thinking of, I was talking with some buddies the other day. Who is your? There's a lot of them. Who is your best wide receiver duo in the NFL? There's a lot of them. You think of... 
You know, you go to Miami with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You look at Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and they have Julio Jones, but I think Godwin and Evans are the duo there. You got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams with the Chargers. You got Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson with the Rams, DK Metcalf, Tyler. I mean, there's a ton in this league. There sure is. Is there one that stands out to you that you'd be like, that's who I want on my team? Those are the two guys Uh, I want. A young one, if I get him, if and when I get him back on the field, and don't get me started on making billions as a gambling NFL and suspending a guy for a full year oh, for a $1,500 fantasy bet. You give me Ridley, Pitts, and what we think Drake London. Uh, you know, that one you say, futures bet, right? Right, right. right. Yep. I, I give them a quarterback. Atlanta may say, damn, we're, we're, we're looking pretty good down the road here. But say you mentioned him. And even if we go for the duo, now, the duo may be different than the trifecta, right? And right. Like, for instance, we didn't even mention the Raiders. If you go, Hunter Renfro caught 100 friggin' balls yeah. last year. Yep. And Devonta Adams, who by, by most accounts is the best receiver in the league. And you mentioned the other ones. What about Cincinnati and T. Yep. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase? What about when Thielen and, and Jefferson are going good and healthy, right? There's so uh, many. Stephon Diggs. I mean, dude, we, so the Buffalo's got a couple. I mean, it's stupid is what it is. Philadelphia now with A.J. Brown and Devontae yep. Smith. They're down That's the, the one. Is, okay. I, I honestly put this on Sneaky. Twitter. That's the team that everybody kept saying because of the way they do things combined with each other. The, the fit together between the two of them is a lot of people were saying A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. And I think, uh, and you know, dude, I've, Segs, I've been around you since Jalen Hurts was in college. Mm-hmm. And you know how I felt about his points. I think he's underrated. I do. I, he's never going to lead the league in passing. But I think with those weapons and the ability to get him on the edge and do some different things and those receivers, I, I, I and I know he's a winner. Now, can he carry you for seven weeks, eight weeks on his shoulders throwing it? No, but we're not in that league anymore, Sags. We're in that league that I, I like the guy who can buy time and, and create mm-hmm. dual problems for defenses. So, And you add that group, I'm, I'm telling you that. They're pretty friggin' good, man. They they yeah. just they they really are. So, um, and and so when you look at that, I mean, Cincinnati's I love. I love you add Hill to that group, like you mentioned, and then you take out you 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 start you uh the the Raiders group and the I mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals group, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers group, yep. and they're healthy. So I can go. I I don't know if I could choose the if you take Cincinnati and I take. The Chargers, I, th- I think right. it's a hell of a battle, right? So it's the third one, right? Whoever that is, whether it's adding Waller to the list when he's healthy and with the Raiders. You add the third receiver, who is it, Boyd in uh, in Cincinnati, say? Yeah, Tyler Boyd, yep. A, a really t- t- right. Then you start to add the third one in Miami, third receiver there. If you take a tight end, depending on who Cameron Bray, or let's not forget, Segs, a sneaky one is, Who's Julio Jones this year? Right. Is he closer to Atlanta, Julio Jones, or closer to Tennessee, Julio Jones? If he is, you're like, oh, okay, we got the third guy. And don't forget, guy, you know Justin Gage as the third one in Tampa. So the key is when the when the third one is, that's the elevation point because, damn, you can get down to the ninth best wide receiver duo in the league, duo, and you're like, that quarterback's throwing for 4,400 yards, right? Right, right. Then you start to say, okay, who gives me three? And then add one extra le- mixing out of the backfield in Cincinnati. He's, he's freakish yeah. talent, right? So now you start to get that. You're like, hell, I, I don't know. 
um, San Francisco with Kittle and with Brandon Ayuk and with Debo Samuel. They're a bitch to have to deal yep. with. So um, I, I say I don't know who I'd take as the, as the duo, but Cincinnati's at the top up there. And I got to add the quarterback who, if you're an eight receiver group and you get a Burrow or a Brady that turns you into a 10, well, God bless you. So I, 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 I know your Chicago Bears would like to have a couple of them, Sags. And I, I'd like to just have one guy that one. is maybe, you know, maybe. I mean, <laughs> right. I think Darnell Mooney could be a good, really, really oh, good. Oh, I think team. he is going to be a good player. Right. But they still need that one. A couple other tandems you look at that we didn't even mention. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Now they have Russ Wilson. No. What are they going to do? And we're waiting for their next. Right. There's a next level to those guys. Yes. Agree. Yes. And then Agreed. you look at Hopkins and now Marquise Brown. For Kyler Murray, when Hopkins is back on the field, that's exactly you talk about right. a tandem Dude, that that works Saints. well together. What about the Saints? Jarvis yeah, well, Landry and Michael Thomas when yep. they're on the field together, and that's not just a, that's just only two of them. And they've right, got Alvin right. Kamara, who's as good a catching guy out of the backfield as there is in a league. It, it's crazy, just, right? Yeah, there's just right now. I don't know that you know the time when you played your era, that the era after, when it just comes to the pure weapons in the NFL, I don't think right now can't be beat just because we see so much more of it at a younger age. You know, we, we see, oh I was at a, a, my, uh, my little nephew, we throw the ball more six. So they get more reps. It, it, exactly. It, right? I was it all over the place. Yeah. Right? I was at my nephew's um, peewee football games and I mean, there's quarterbacks dropping back at 10 and I mean, they're throwing 30 yards and these kids are cutting. And it's just, it's crazy to see, the difference the game was oh, from even is. when I was little, where it was just you run every time, just up the middle and hope you break free once. But it's uh okay. Let me let me let me ask you this. Oh yeah, that, that ten and dude, I, I was training a guy I'm here in Houston that was seven. Now he's eight. He dig doing three step drops, going on the quick game. We're throwing slants, and I'm like, you're kidding, okay. right? I didn't say seventh or eighth grade. I said when I got him, he was in the he was seven years old. All right, so I'm going to send my one of my twins wants to be a quarterback, so I'm going to send him down to you. He's he's seven, and and you get him. He's ready, and you get him for you get him for free, brother. So I'm going to for for free. It's NFL or bust for him. If 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 yeah, I mean, if he doesn't make it, well, if he loves it that much, he'll find. (laughs) And if he's that, if he dude, he doesn't even need to get the NFL. Just get the name, image, and likeness in college, and he's rich. Hell no, soon. But by time he's in high school, it's going to be name, image, and likeness in high school. So just get rich. Yeah, they're not going to order the pizza. They're not going to order the pizza. They're going to buy the pizza store that actually delivers the pizza. Um, Let me ask you this. Okay, give me your, and we'll do. I'll give you again quickly. I'll do it after you. But running back, three wides and tight end, not on one team. Pick them across the league. If you're starting, who are your three at this at the age they're at right now? And it doesn't matter. And I'll give you any corner. Let's say I give you, um, I'll give you Joe Burrow. Fair enough. Okay. Or or Justin Herbert. Give me your three wides, your tight end, and your running back. That if you can have anybody you want in a fantasy league, who is it? Oh, I'm going. Especially Burrow's my quarterback. Give me his two guys. Give me the, the two guys in Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I mean, two guys from LSU. I'm talking about. You know, from they LSU, right? they were dynamite together. And Chase and Jefferson to me are easily the two best young wide receivers in football. I think we could be talking about them as the two best wide receivers in football after this season. And that's at their age of 22 and what, 23 or whatever it is. That's how good these guys yep. are. And if, if you're looking for a third one, 
because and what I like about those two is they do everything well. It's not like you're yep. just a deep threat or, you know, give chase the ball at the line and just watch what he does. Jefferson's good, you know, in a crowded area amongst defenders. He'll catch anything. So if you're going to give me those two, I just want my straight line deep threat that is a monster and give me DK Metcalf. You put those three together, I mean, with the size and the speed and everything, to me, that's what I would love with Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow is another guy. He can layer it so well. He can throw the deep ball. He gets it out quick. He can do everything. And then running back, running back such a tough. Yeah. You know, I know where I, I'm going with this, but I'll wait to you. And when you hear my yeah, lineup, I, I'm going to tell you why. Okay, I'm going to go kind of go off off the radar, I think, a little bit. Because he does everything so well. He runs the ball, he catches the ball, and he'll stick in there and block. That's Austin Eckler from the Chargers. I think just the way underrated he does, choice. Yes. Every the way he does everything, I think, and I'm looking at this is, you know, we're probably gonna run or pass the ball a lot with those three wide receivers. He's not gonna be a guy that gets his, you know, panties in a bunch like I think some of these other diva-ish running backs would. So I really like his game and the way he does everything. So I would take Austin Eckler unless there's just someone I'm blatant. I do have one, actually. I think I probably would take over him, but I'll let you say, and then if you don't choose him, I'll tell you. And who's your tight end? Who's your tight tight end? end? Yeah, you get a tight end. Three wide receivers. So you're going Jefferson. You're going Chase, Jefferson, um, Metcalf, Metcalf, and Eckler. Who's your tight end in the three wide receiver set? Tight end. Oof. See, here it comes between do I want someone that can block or do I just want another guy that's running routes and just going to beat everybody? And it, to me, it's between two that's guys. That's why I asked. I, yeah, right. I love Travis Kelsey. I, I, you know, he's just a gamer. But to me right now, I would not pick him. <clears throat> it, it, I, You know what? I'm going to go with the guy who's running the routes because this is fantasy football. Madden, I'm just five wide. Let's go. Give me Kyle Pitts out of Atlanta. Okay, he's. I want to put him at wide receiver. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> see, and that's why I like it too. because I yeah. can split him out yeah. and I have no problem. I love your team, and if I'm saying over the next six to eight years, I, I you're not getting any argument from me, and I can plug in Dalvin Cook, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey. I yeah. mean, I got there's a I, lot, there's of, a lot of ways. Yeah. Right, and your tight end is stupid good because if I want to play four wides, I can flex him out. I'm gonna go say so if that's long, I have no problem. And somebody's gonna get pissed because you left. We leave them out, right? Not at right. us, but you know, you're thinking, how am I leaving this cat? Yeah. Out? So I'm gonna think in a shorter term situation that okay. I gotta line up in a playoff game. Fair enough, and beat you. So we got Burrow as our quarterback. I'm gonna start with my running back first, and I'm gonna, okay. say, I'm gonna and then I'll expand out. So I'm gonna see if I'm you're gonna tell I, the other one that I was gonna say that I thought of after. Now listen, after. I, I love me McCaffrey. <clears throat> I love me that, but with those, with the weapons I have at wide receiver, I need great play action threat and a guy who's still got wiggle. But if I got to wear a game out that I can do it, if I have to, I'm still taking the dude in Tennessee, man. And okay. I love yeah, Taylor. That's... I, I, I got to go Derek Henry. Here's why Sigs. He doesn't seem to wear out. He seems to get better. Well, not seems to you watch his he first does. in his fourth quarter. His fourth quarters are kicking i mean it's say he kicks your ass and not right? only that the first quarter of the season to the fourth quarter of the season he's better he's late better. yeah that's exactly <laughs> right so 
I need that guy that if I want to throw 30 times, I can run at 35 and we'll, we win. Uh, if he wants to thump you from the backfield at about 260, because he ain't 225, that's bullshit. Right. You and I both Nothing. know it. And he's an outside linebacker playing running back. And if I got to kill the clock, but if I also, even I can set, he's not the fastest, but I can set him, I can, uh, I can set him up in a screen game or do it. I really don't need, he's a, he's a luxury now. And I know that I can wear out a game in weather, right? At, and here's why I'm going with my next guy, Tidy, and I'm going to take George Kittle. Yeah, because that, that was my other guy. Yes, yeah, Kittle can still catch 85, 90 balls. And of all those guys we just talked about, he is the very best blocking tight end of all of them. And so, but listen, you want to shift Kittle for Kelsey? I'm in because my tight end will catch 130 balls mm-hmm. if it's Kelsey too because I love him. But I'm going with, if I was just all pass all the time, I'm with you. Kelsey's got to be the guy, right? But if well, I, I went run pits, it, remember. Oh, that's right. You, you, you yeah. went, no, I'm talking I about went youth, you mentioned but... <laughs> how Kelsey, if, you, if yeah. you're just going to throw it every down, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But a Kelsey, and over the longer period of time, because their age of body, Pitts is the guy. You and I both know what mm-hmm. a freak he is. And Waller, when he's right, is a freak yeah. too, but I'd go Pitts. But but for me, I know Kittle, and then it's again, sets up play action, get him out beyond the linebacker. So I'm going a different approach and let Burrow give me some Peyton Manning, Tannehill play action. Let's go. And then on the edge, dude, I, I'm going to go chase for sure. It came down to me, Jefferson or Devontae Adams. I think right now over one or two years, Devontae Adams may still be the best. But if it's an extended amount of time, I got to have Jefferson as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do. But you can give me one. And then I came down to you, and you made a freaking great point about your third guy, Metcalf. But I'm going to take Cup just because I love everything he does as well. And it's hard for me to pass on the triple crown winner in the NFL right now. And I just think he's so precise and dynamic. Put it this way. We line up. That's going to be one hell of a competition with our groups. Right. So <clears> I went at it a little different, but um, I can win with both our teams. It's, I promise it's you that. funny because like you say yours and I say mine and it's clear, like we kind of came at it a different way in terms of yep. you were looking at it like more, this year, next year, and the year after, maybe like the next. And I was thinking more long term because the other running back I thought of after I said Austin Eckler and a guy who I love his game because he does a little bit of everything. That's Najee Harris in Pittsburgh. He, well, he I think, I think he's, I think he's going to be a. I, I think you got for the next seven or eight years. He's got a mix of the nastiness of Henry. Yes, and he also can get on the edge and play. I think he's a. I don't take picks in the first round with running backs. Right. I get why you took him after the, the later in the first round. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think he's a great player. Yeah. Because, and I think he surprised a lot of people, including analysts of how good his pass catching was. I mean, no he, doubt. He, we, we saw it some in Alabama, but you know, unless they had like a TJ Yeldon type back there, they didn't throw the ball to the backs a lot. It was more, you know, right. you're getting it out to all these weapons they've had over the years. And, you know, Big Ben used him a lot last year because we all knew Big Ben was at the end. He couldn't throw the ball far. And I'm not sure that he's not their best offensive player right now, Sigs. Honest to God. And I have no disrespect to Claypool or anybody else. Yeah. I'm not sure that your best player on your offense for is not obviously TJ Watt on defense. Right. I, I'm I believe that Najee Harris, if he ain't now. 
come see me in about a year or two. I, I love his game, and I did at Alabama, you, and I love his versus, and he's tough as hell, too. You want to talk about an offense that's filled with weapons. They got Fryermuth, the big tight end. They got, you mentioned Claypool. They got Deontay Johnson. They picked up George Pickens in the draft. They picked up. Um, Pickens could be the rookie of the year. Pickens man, is an underrated player, dude. You can ask when I say buddies, underrated, he doesn't get the hype as the rest of them, man, right? You can ask all my buddies. I was praying for Pickens in the draft for the Bears. I just – and Filthy. he was there both times, and it just it just didn't work out. They didn't pick him, and uh, I have a Pittsburgh, feeling I'm going to be really tri- pissed. But, again, all those weapons, Najee Harris, and they have Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. And we're going to wait to see. I'm waiting to hold off. On, on Kenny Pickett. He's looked good. So I want to wait and see what he does if he wins the job. So I'm not writing him off yet. But uh, those are the type of weapons. Well, there's, you no, wish ex- you there's had. no excuse not to be good. Yeah, there's no right. excuse not to be good offensively because, you know, like I said, I love Najee Harris, but you're right. Now, while we're watching Pickens, if Pickens pans out like you and I think he is, we're talking about a superstar. Yes. He, he's that talented. We you know what the tight end position, the we- un- receivers that are on the rise and Claypool's put up some good numbers already, and we know when he's right, he's a good, confident player. And Notre Dame played a high, he played in in a you know a high octane publicity team in college, and has done a great job. His rookie year, he was fantastic. With yeah, Pittsburgh too, right? So I, I'm I'm with you, man. That that's a sneaky weapons team on offense. Yeah. To be honest with yeah, you, it really and, is. So we'll yeah, see. so there's there's this isn't like a. Uh, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields type situation. Hell, even Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville where uh, Kenny Pickett has the weapons. He has the offense. He has everything around him to be good. Yep. Now he just has Agreed. to do it. He has to show Agreed. that he is that guy. Uh, and yep. then real quick, got a few minutes left here. We've got West Virginia at Pitt tonight. You're two of your alma mater quarterbacks. Is that tonight or is that, t- is that tonight Wait, or Saturday, Sigs? We What's got the date today. Yes, yeah, the, the, the holidays crushed me. Yeah, see, I got a holiday we now, got because you might be yeah, right. And I, I was I just think, hoping it was tonight. Yeah, me too. I was too. Now I got my guy, one of my, the Woodlands and North Shore here, which is one of my quarterbacks who's one of the top five players at his position in the country. And he's going to be a junior and they're playing on TV here locally, North Shore and Woodlands. Sags, I'm with you. I got, I, I got so caught up into. No, that's the, not. The, the, that's not. That's next week. That's next yeah, yeah, Thursday. It's a week for you're, you're to the West Virginia. The West Virginia pit game is is the first, which is Thursday, right? Yes. Next is that next Thursday. The Nebraska and Northwestern, Northwestern. game, and the start is this Saturday. That's and, what. And yes. Herb Street and those guys. College game day is at the Backstreet Brawl. I did the same thing you did all week last week, like you just said. Yeah. I woke up yesterday thinking, you know what? I can't wait till tomorrow night and I'm on the 24th and the 25th as opposed to the first every single year, this Labor Day weekend, first week destroys me. Yeah. And so I, yes, and, I do, yeah, up until Wednesday, I was the same, thinking the same thing that we got game tonight and we don't. For some reason, I don't know why the ESPN app has the Northwestern game listed after the West Virginia Pittsburgh game. So that's why I was just thinking right. it was and Thursday because I saw Thursday I for it. Yes. Stupid college football. When I initially saw the, the schedule on two, like I'll go on to it. It for me, it had I was thinking that there was like eight, ten games tonight. Right. And a couple more tomorrow. And then I'm thinking, well, that's next week. And the Labor Day weekend always gets me on that. And this really got me because I, I saw it just like you did. And right when you said it, I thought, damn, did I miss this again? It's saying, are we do we really have 
Pitt, West Virginia tonight where Keaton Slovis was just announced the quarterback. Yep. So I was thinking it until Wednesday morning, even on our Tuesday thing. I know we didn't talk about that game, but we knew it was coming. I had West Virginia and Pitt playing tonight. And I'm only a week early. You think I'm excited, like a little, uh, right. a little premature in my well, uh, want for college football? It's crazy. And then them naming Slovis the quarterback got me even more because I'm thinking, like, yeah, day right. of. That's when you announce your starter. Right. Kind of hold that team off uh, until Three. the very last second. Uh, so how's that for a Thursday buzzkill for yeah, you, that's brother? A kick I'm in the nuts. You. I'm freaking over this baseball season. <laughs> I can't watch this shit anymore. So I'm just waiting for it. You know what the problem is? I think it feels like NFL training camp is starting earlier and earlier and earlier every single yep. year. So it takes forever to get to real football. And it's yep. just like, it feels like we've been in training camp for two months. Like I'm sick right. of reading. We still have two and a half weeks. Yeah. We're still I, two and a half weeks away from that thing. Start. I'm sick of reading every day. Like, Oh, this guy practiced or this guy didn't practice. Everybody loses their shit because, Oh my God, he didn't practice today or yesterday. And what are we going to do? The season's over. And it's just like, holy cow. And like you said, we still have two and a half weeks. This is ridiculous. That's that's exactly right. So I'm with you saying I was on the exact page you were. And I found um, yesterday morning after I got up to go to my morning drive show, I'm like, why why why, why does this date look different to me now? I thought tonight, tomorrow night was going to meaning tonight was going to be the night. And I'll be damned if I don't have to wait another week for that. Well, yeah, because, you know, who really wants to watch Northwestern and Nebraska? I mean, well, Segs, at that point in time, guess what? I'll everybody miles will. over broken glass for slippery rock versus bowling <laughs> yeah, green. It's, I it's, don't care. Yeah, it's going to have 10 million viewers and it's in that's Ireland right, to right. make it interesting, yep. I guess. Yep. I mean, but you want to talk about a guy in the hot seat, Scott Frost. Scott Frost. Hey, do yes, something. Sir. Talked and all you know, this shit got, when it, he got there and he hasn't yep, done anything. And that's his alma mater. Yep. That's right. And you know what's interesting, Segs, is. My guy, who uh, Charles Thompson, you know, he used to play at Oklahoma. I, I coached camps with him and his son, Casey Thompson. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Charles went to OU, and then Casey was the guy at Texas. And then when they got yours, Casey, you know, as a grad transfer and yep. a hardcore student of the game, he's got Mark Whipple, who coached Kenny Pickett last year in Pitt, now at Nebraska. So Scott Frost realizes t- things are a chain. We got to throw the ball a lot. We got to yeah. do it efficiently. And Casey will prepare, but you are exactly right. They're, they're, if you're talking about power five schools, hot. Well, you mentioned Mike McCarthy in the NFL. For a guy who's alma mater and he's a everybody loves Scott Frost. There, go ahead and win six games this year, and unfortunately, Scott will be looking for another gig. You're exactly right. Now, Fat Pat Fitzgerald, on the other hand, will be coaching at Northwestern until he's ninety. Yeah, until he, okay. he, he wants. Until he wants to. Pat, that's exactly he, he right. So, and it don't matter what they do there. It does not matter. And he and they'll and you know what they'll do? They're going to beat somebody they're not supposed to beat every and year. Gonna play in a lot. A lot of ugly games and win in a in a rain or a snowstorm thirteen to ten in a game. You know how that goes. That's yep. the way it's going to be with them. All right. Well, we kind of preview next week. We'll talk about the NFL hot seat coaches and we'll do college because there's plenty of guys that could be out looking for a job. And it's kind of weird. We think we always see these up and coming names that are going to be head coaches at big schools soon. You mentioned a guy I was thinking about today, Graham Harrell. Remember we, me and you, we always talk about him being the the, the next guy. And it just yep. never happened for him. And he's still yeah, got plenty of time. With, he's he's yeah, still young. SC's physicality. SC yes. wasn't very physical, and it cost him. Right. In truth, it cost him his job. Because yep. they still put up pretty good numbers. Oh, they for did. sure. So, so and next things, week, I want to ask you. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. I was no. going to say, I want to ask you next time, too, that I haven't Herb Street on it. You heard the interview I had with him this morning. 
and I'm with him on this one. And we've talked about the sneaky team. I mentioned Baylor. Uh, the winner, the winner of the Big Twelve is going to have an excellent chance if they win a lot to get to the to the playoff this year, right? And he mentioned he loves Baylor. Yeah. And, and he mentioned he talked about Utah. And he said to validate what we were saying, he was talking about the quarterback at Baylor. You know what? I mean, at uh, at Utah. And you know what he said that Kyle Whittingham told him. He said he is the toughest quarterback, I mean, competitive that he's ever coached. Yeah, and didn't he say he's the best something. leader as well? Best the toughest, leader, best yes, leader. Tough and lead. He said best leader is what Herb Street said. You're right. And I mentioned toughness to him. He said yes, and that's a Kyle Whittingham staple. Oh, for sure. He's the best. Now, think about who Whittingham played. Now, if he's throwing Jim McMahon in there and that group, because he Kyle was a teammate of those guys, and I know what kind of leader, as do Bears fans, yeah. Jimmy was, right? So and Mac was so I'm anxious to see two of those sneaky teams we talked about that have a chance at the playoffs. So we got to preview that, and we'll have to get all our Heisman picks and all yep, that I, in next. week. I have that days. written down for next week as well. We'll give our final four who we think will be in the college football playoff or Heisman. Maybe we'll give some finalists plus who will win, and then we'll start breaking down games because it's that and time. Your team's the first team ever as we go. Your team at Michigan is the first team I can first time I can ever remember. I hate two quarterback systems. This is the first team maybe in the history of my football play. Cause normally if you got two, you ain't got one, but that's right. a, it's a unique, weird situation. I, I, I think they're really dangerous cause we know they're, they're talented, but yeah. this is the first time I actually put my, like a, like, okay, all thumbs up this one. Now I don't know if it's going to end up being one by the time the right. season's over, but this is the one time a two quarterback system could be in a position like last year to win a national title. So we'll see. We'll get all that next week. Yep. All right. That'll do it for this episode of the Sean Salisbury Show on the Believe Network. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.